Hello, hello, this is Jonathan and you're listening to the Johnny Talks Podcast, the place where we help you achieve your financial goals. Hola amigos, hope you're having a great day wherever you are. And if you're a new listener to the show, special warm welcome to you. I really appreciate you tuning into the show. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. I appreciate it even more. In today's episode, we will speak to my friend Liz from Kitchen Table Finances. I have known Liz for a while and met her two years ago at FinCon in Washington, D.C. She's passionate about personal finance and wants to make it something that you could simply discuss at the kitchen table. Next to that, ever since she was young, she has always had the entrepreneurial fiber and so side hustling became a natural part of her life. While there's no real need for it, she really enjoys it and this is the key to the interview. She has some unique views about it, which is quite refreshing and I really enjoyed it. This episode is for you if you're interested in making extra money, but you are overwhelmed by the number of possibilities. I hope that Liz's unique approach will help you get started. So without further ado, let's hear the interview. Hello, Liz. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you. Yeah, great to have you on. It's been, uh, I think, two years since we, we met uh, each other uh, physically at uh, FinCon. Was uh, great to to meet you, and uh, yeah, it's unfortunately I cannot join this year. Are you going, by the way? No, unfortunately this year I'm not joining as well. Yeah, okay, that's uh, too bad. But uh, yeah, it was a pleasure to meet you. Uh, so, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Liz? Because we've talked for about two or three years, and I know you, uh, but um, yeah, the listeners they don't know you yet. <laughs> yeah, well. My name is Liz, and I was born and raised in the Pacific Northwest um, of the United States. I grew up just outside of Portland, Oregon, on um, a family farm. We have a uh, about 300 acres, and grew up farming and alongside my siblings and uh, family members. And it's um, interesting how farming and working the land really kind of stirs up a entrepreneurial element. Um, my siblings and I all are very entrepreneurial, um, have kind of a business mentality. Often dinner time would be, you know, morph into business conversations. And so it really, you know, I feel like I grew up in a culture of entrepreneurship. And as I got older, you know, I would try a few things here, try a few things there. And eventually I always had a full-time regular nine to five job, but Eventually, I started side hustling uh, quite a bit more um, and just building that supplemental income and creating you know, additional income revenues through side jobs or side pursuits. And so my background really fed into where I'm at today. Yes. So uh, yeah, indeed, the topic, the main uh, topic of today is your side hustling. We'll talk about that in details. And um, so today, where are you at exactly? Are you still working full-time or part-time and then doing the side hustles? Or yeah, what, what is that? how exactly are you filling your days, Liz? <laughs> yeah, so currently right now, I am working full-time for a um, park district here in the state of Oregon. And um, it's, a, it's a full-time job, keeps me busy. I'm working as a communication specialist, and I emphasize in digital engagement, which entails email marketing, social media, website content, um, some okay. website coding. So there's a variety of, of things that I do, but all within the digital communication element. Yes. And I think you, you gathered quite good experience uh, over the years with your blog that you had the <laughs> kitchen, uh, kitchen table finances and stuff like that. So no, great, great, um, 
Yeah, great job and great fit for you, I think. Eh? Yeah, yeah, it has been. Yeah. And another thing that I've had over the years is the blog that you mentioned, uh, mm -hmm. Kitchen Table Finances. And that I started in 2016, at the end of 2016. So it really started taking, taking, um, building momentum in 2017. But the idea around it was um, finances that are, are easy enough. You could sit around your uh, kitchen table and, and navigate them because sometimes it can be overwhelming and complicated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So your, uh, your full-time job. So now we know it, communication specialist, mm -hmm. digital uh, area. Mm -hmm. And what are, you, are you, what are your current side hustles then? Yes. Yeah, so I have a couple different side hustles. One thing I picked up just for fun and to, to do something away from the computer, since I'm quite often in front of the computer, yeah. was food deliveries. Um, I picked that up in 2018, but I didn't really track anything with it. 2019, 2020, and this year, I did start tracking what I was bringing in through that side hustle, along with some other side hustles. So I would deliver food. I didn't want to um, do ride share and drive people around, but I just wanted to like put some music on, drive around, make a little bit of extra money here and there. So food delivery is one of them. This year I ventured into printables. So I opened up an Etsy shop and um, created a few printables mm -hmm. um, that I can create once and sell multiple times over. And so that's been really fun. And my primary principles has been around um, fitness. Um, so it isn't finance related, but um, I was just looking for an alternative to bring in some extra money. And that's been a, that's been a fun new venture. Yeah. Um, and then I do have the blog still it's I'm revamping it. So it's not online right now, but I'm hoping to have it back up shortly. And that will be a little bit of a different focus and it's primarily just going to be tools and resources for people who want to get started in their personal finance from side hustling to um, just navigating their budget a little bit, you know, better, but it's not going to be, it's, it's just going to be full of resources for people to come and, and glean from. Okay. That, that sounds good. And um, I like as well, the digital uh, assets or the digital um, products that you sell on Etsy. We, mm -hmm. we will talk about that later. So what I want to know is first, why are you, you doing these uh, side hustles? I understand there's a entrepreneurial fiber in your family, in your blood, maybe. So mm -hmm. I can understand that you like to, to touch uh, different stuff and experiment. This, this I can hear it. Mm -hmm. and, um, but I mean, if you have a full-time job, why are you still doing the side hustles? Yeah, you know, I initially started side hustles to earn some extra income to pay off debt. And mm -hmm. as I've paid off debt, I've realized that I have just enjoyed the process. You know, when you side hustle, you get to learn, you get to learn new skills, you get to meet new people and you get new experiences. And so while the need for the money is not necessarily there, the process has been so fun for me okay. um, and has really expanded. I like this uh, because it's not, an, it's not from a need, but then you really enjoy the the process, learning new skills. And it's true because I've noticed it myself. Mm -hmm. It's not only about the need or the, the will to, to be a content producer like I'm doing. It's mm -hmm. as well, it's interesting to, to meet people. I mean, through the podcast, for example, or to get some new skills. I mean, I'm doing some uh, graphic arts on, in Canva. I do some, uh, okay, I try to speak better. I mean, I hope the listeners can, uh, can hear this as well, that there's progress. Or at least I still need to do progress, but okay, I, I feel that some skills are getting better. So it's very cool to have these uh, skills uh, building up. And I understand where that comes from because uh, 
as well you you need uh, you need time for that so you might as well make some make it something you enjoy right <laughs> yes i agree i agree and uh it's been such an interesting process because as i've pursued side hustles just you know really for enjoyment and for the process and you know there's always benefit to increasing your income i've had a lot of people ask about it which you know has kind of surprised me in a way cuz to me it feels small but a lot of people have asked about side hustling and and how can they get started and and what do they need to know and so it's been a it's been a really cool conversation piece for a lot of friends and just again like the people I've met along the way. Mm-hmm. And indeed, these are the questions I will ask you, uh, Liz. So um, all this side hustle, how, how much is that bringing in every month? Or I mean, you don't need to give a number, but uh, whatever you're comfortable with is that a percentage of your salary or I don't know it covers your bills. Uh, what does that bring in? Is it worth it? Yeah. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit to 2019. I did start tracking my side hustle income for 2019. Mm-hmm. And at that time, there was a lot more house sitting and babysitting in the mix. I don't do that as much because I like the, the flexibility with my full-time job and owning a house and a few other things. Um, it's harder to step away for an extended period of time. So the side hustles I pick now are ones that have a lot more flexibility built into them. So in 2019, um, by the end of the year, I brought in $8,000, um, just over $8,000. Mm-hmm. Um, stepping into 2020, I wasn't sure if I would make more than that, primarily because the pandemic started and um, there was a lot of unknowns. But I continued and I was able to make just over $12,000, which was a great you know, increase. And currently right now I'm making just over, just over a thousand, somewhere between a thousand and $1,500 every month on the side. Um, currently I'm around $10,000, but I anticipate to be close to 14 or 15 by the end of the year. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's cool. Huh? It's a, it's a good growth. And I mean, you seem to enjoy it. So, so it's great. Actually, it's just, uh, you get something extra and, and are you still paying debt with that money or you use it for other stuff? Uh, if I may ask. Um, right now, I'm saving it mm-hmm. for some house projects I have. At yeah, yeah, exciting. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. No, no, but it, it's great. And um, I like it. And you mentioned, yeah, um, I want more flexibility. So is this something that maybe some listeners are looking at making extra side income? Is this something that you would advise to people to say, look, uh, if you're going to look for a side hustle, try to find something flexible? Or what would you? what would your tips be? Yeah. You know, everybody has a different situation and Mm -hmm. it varies a little bit. And so the best person to answer that question is the person that's going to start the side hustle. Do I need something more flexible? Do I just need some additional income here, there? Um, And then what they love to do and and try, you know, not everything is for everyone and that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, so some of the side hustles I've really maximized and enjoyed might not be the best type of side hustle, But the great thing about side hustling is that there are so many different options out there that um, you can really kind of explore and find something that just brings a lot of joy and fulfillment and opportunity to you. So I would say if you're thinking about side hustling and you want to get started in it, I would say try it. Start with just trying it. If you want to try food deliveries, um, just jump in and try it. Do a few. And if you don't like it, totally good. Step away. Um, you don't have to keep pursuing it. If creating printables and and kind of more of that graphic design element is more your your style, do a few, create a few, put them out there, 
see what happens. And then if it isn't your thing, if you get in the process and you realize, wow, this really isn't my thing, feel free to step away. There's, there's freedom inside hustles that you can kind of come and go to find what fits you best. So I would start with just trying it, you know, uh, it can feel intimidating and risky to try something new, but, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of adventure in stepping out into something new as well. So that would be my first tip is just to, to jump in and, and see what happens. Yeah, I like it. And mm-hmm. then, of course, people will say, okay, that's good. You gave some good ideas, uh, like the food delivery or the printables. Mm-hmm. But where can I find ideas? Because sometimes it's not that I don't have it. I mean, I can think, I can talk to people. But are there places where people can say, oh, this is a great um, place to find ideas? Or where can I find ideas? And maybe there's something that they never thought of. For example, I play guitar. I could mm-hmm. give courses, for example. I mean, I, I, I'm not good at this, but it's an idea, but it's something I could do. But maybe I w- it will only come to me if I go to a website where there's a list of side hustles or something. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, part of the resources that I'm trying to put on my blog will be side hustle ideas, really just to get people mm-hmm. thinking about what they can do. But I want a comprehensive list because there there is a variety. There is, you know the tutorials and um, teaching people how to play guitar. And, you know, you could set up a side hustle where you, you tutor one-on-one over a zoom call, or if it's local, it could possibly be in person, but you also have the option of taking those guitar lessons and putting them on a video and sharing it on YouTube and some other options there. So, so I'm creating a list right now. I would say one of the best things, I mean, it seems kind of just a, kind of throw out there a little bit, but if you Google stuff, if you Google, you know, say, I want to look up side hustles in Portland, Oregon, a lot of things will pop up. And, you know, those are ideas. Those are, you know, things that may be in the area already. And that can kind of get you thinking about things as well. So if you just do some basic research, you might be able to come up with some good options without having to make it more complicated than it needs to be. Yes. And sometimes, uh, you know, it can be babysitting. Okay, that's not for me neither. <laughs> or, or you can do dog walking, uh, you know, yeah. keeping your the dogs of the neighbors. There's mm-hmm. a, I was thinking about one as well. You can do uh, helping people, older people, senior mm-hmm. people to set up their internet, their uh, phones or whatever, so that they can, I mean, if they are far from their grandchildren, maybe mm-hmm. this is an idea. I mean, there's a lot of things that are not necessarily digital or whatever. It can be simple exactly. things like the dog walking. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I read one time that there's a big market for people assembling IKEA furniture. Oh, okay. And a yeah. lot <laughs> of people don't like assembling IKEA furniture. So if you offer that service to build out, you know, their mm-hmm. IKEA furniture, often they pay well for that. So there is a lot of options. Yes. And, and yeah, I, I like the IKEA furniture thing because I don't like to do it neither if it's too big. I mean, it takes time, but okay, it's free. But I mean, some people, when you don't like something, maybe there's something to outsource, like mm-hmm. uh, the cleaning lady, washing your car, whatever. But some people might be willing to do it. So who knows? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. My uh, 13-year-old nephew started his own little landscaping business because he likes to mow lawns and, and uh, take care of the landscape outside. So he's the guy that I hire right now. And he's 13. So He's being creative too, figuring out how to build a business and yes. extra income in, which is fun. Okay, very cool, very cool. And I would like to speak a bit more about the um, uh, the graphic design that you do uh, on Etsy, uh, the printables. Mm-hmm. 
Because mm -hmm. I, I really like the idea. Why? Because, you know, when you think about Etsy, uh, we also uh, have it here. I mean, it's a worldwide uh, website, but we also have people say, oh, yeah, we would like to have, a, I don't know, a cup customized or whatever, or a pillow with something I like. So mm -hmm. you think of digital, uh, sorry, of um, physical products. So it might be a bit uh, of a barrier, you know, for people to say, oh, look, uh, yeah, I don't want to have a storage. Uh, I'm not creative. I cannot uh, do these things. But maybe digital is, is a good option because then you can do it yourself. You don't have a storage room. You don't, I mean, you still need to be creative. You still need to deliver something, but uh, you, exactly. don't, you don't deal with the shipping and, and all this stuff or whatever. Yeah, exactly. When I started looking at printables and doing the, the digital products on Etsy, Mm -hmm. I really wanted to minimize the overhead cost yeah. and I wanted to preserve my time, you know, cause I'm already doing these other side hustles, doing my full-time job, um, recently married home. There's so many things that I want to protect my time, but I wanted to, to venture into something new. So printables made sense. And with that, I was able to create one PDF mm -hmm. so I started off with a one page, one PDF and made a tracker where um, there's a, a program out there that has very specific guidelines to it. So I made just a one-page tracker for that, that you could print off very clean, easy. And I put it up on Etsy. Um, my initial product I put up for just $2 and I put that there was, you know, a thousand copies available and it's sitting up there and it's live right now. So I can sell it a thousand times over and I don't need to touch it again. Since then, I've created a few other products. Um, I have my my most expensive one up there is a $10 printable. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a packet for the same fitness program that's a little bit more detailed with a lot more kind of resources and, and tracking elements built into it. And that one actually has been the one that has done the best out of all my printables. And um, people can print it. Uh, you know, they can buy it, download it, print it. Um, keep track of things. And I don't, once I did the work once, I didn't have to go back and recreate it. So there's no overhead. And then there's just light maintenance on the backside, which has been really nice. Okay. That, that sounds cool. And I mean, if you have a good idea and this can apply to several, I mean, you, you did it with the fitness, but it can do, you can do uh, this tracking list for your budget. Uh, I guess there's a lot already out there and then you can do it for, uh, I don't know, uh, there's any a lot of sort of list, any sort of products. I mean, you can do it for guitar sheets, uh, special songs, whatever. You can put it out there. I mean, it's great. Exactly. There's a lot of materials that are mm -hmm. um, wedding focused on there. Okay. You can do seasonal materials, like we're heading into mm -hmm. the holiday season. You could do um, holiday gift tags. Um, you could do just a variety of things that um, people could utilize. No, mm -hmm. well, that's very cool. And how how is it going? I mean, like uh, business wise. I mean, is it worth? I mean, it's worth it. Yes, but uh, has it delivered a lot of money, or uh, is it just like it? Sometimes it comes, sometimes it goes, and I don't know. You know, it's right now. It's sometimes it comes and sometimes it goes because I haven't been mm -hmm. consistent. Another really key thing when you step into side hustles is consistency, um, and it's true of so many things. If you're you know looking at weight loss, if you're looking at content creation. Anything that you do, if you're consistent in it, there's momentum, there's growth. Um, so when I started off, I was posting a new printable every week. Okay. And there, and there was a lot more consistency. And as people buy, um, it pushes you kind of to the top. So if you can kind of keep that, like increasing your content as well as, you know, having a buyer occasionally, it, it works together to increase your visibility. 
because I got married in June and I was so busy, I kind of lost my momentum in creating printables. Yeah. So I still get sales. <laughs> I still have sales coming in. I still have, you know, a trickle of revenue happening with no work on my end, but I haven't been as consistent. And so I have seen the impact of that. Yeah. And uh, one thing is, uh, is it easy to sell on Etsy? I mean, do you need to do to share it everywhere on social media or is it people just look for it on Etsy and, and, and it's quite easy or does that require marketing work? You know, it's really incredibly easy to sell on Etsy. I actually think it's easier to sell there than it is to put something on a blog and try to cross share across social media, partly because of the way Etsy has their algorithms, but they also have a built-in marketing element that is effective. So if you put a little mm -hmm. bit of money, like they have an option that you can, you know, pay as low as a dollar a day to market your page or specific products. And it's really effective. That $1 really does go far on Etsy. And so you can really um, utilize the resources and tools they have in place. Mm -hmm. And it, it does well. It really does well. Okay, very cool. And then I have a question because you're doing well. Uh, you have tried several uh, side hustles in general. Any horror stories, any side hustle that you say, no, I will never do that again. I don't advise it to nobody. Uh, any <laughs> such uh, stories? Um, I don't have any. I mean, I have I have stories of like, oh, that was just awful. Yeah. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's more situation specific. And yeah. mm -hmm. I mean, the one that popped into mind was I used to house it a lot to bring in some extra money. And I think house sitting is really fun. There is a website out there. I can't remember what it is off the top of my mind, but there is a website where you can do house sitting across the world. If you want to travel, mm -hmm. a lot of times you can stay at somebody's house for their benefit, So they can also travel and then you have free lodging. You can explore whatever country you decide to go to. Mm -hmm. um, so I encourage house sitting, but I did have a, a house sitting job, which was, um, quite scary. It was an old house built in the 1800s, which here in the US, that's that's quite a bit, you know, quite a bit of time ago. <laughs> it's not I Europe. Really, <laughs> it's not Europe, no. Um, but um, it was just this old, old farmhouse that had gotten run down and this couple had refixed it up. Um, but it was a very uh, unsettling house. And so I was there one October and there was a a storm, a windstorm outside and the whole house just creaked. And it just was really, it was on 40 acres of property outside of town. I was by myself. The house was creaking. The haunted and house. Very old, and it felt like a haunted house. It did. Mm -hmm. And I did not sleep at all that duration of time that I was there. And I just, you know, like that was probably the most unsettling side hustle story that I have was just that, that moment. And I didn't continue to house it for that family. Yeah. You know, it was a beautiful house, but there was just something kind of eerie about it. That made me... <laughs> yeah. And then, mm -hmm. okay. About the, the food delivery option, because you, you gain some money, you're doing that. Uh, you, you like it, mm -hmm. but is it worth it uh, money-wise? Because, okay, with the car, I mean, you have the fuel, you have, uh, I mean, you have the maintenance. Does it, is it still worth it to, to, to do this kind of uh, side hustle? Or, you, yeah. or are you fooling yourself by seeing money, but you forget about the cost of the car? Yeah, you know, with tracking the income, it helps me kind of be mindful of all the other elements, such as mm -hmm. because it's considered a contract position, you do have to pay taxes. They're not removed for you. And so I have a spreadsheet that's set up and it pulls out the amount of taxes that I owe. And then I have a mileage book in my car that I keep track of miles mm -hmm. um, that I'm putting in my car. So 
in the immediate, there's quite a bit of expenses going back out, but I am able to recover some through taxes and, and doing the paperwork and the budgeting at the end. Um, so it is, it is still worth it, but it's worth it if you're consistent with it. If you're doing, you know, a delivery once a week, you may get, you know, 20 bucks here, 30 bucks there, but you're not gonna, um, you're gonna put more wear and tear on your car um, than you will making money. So it's really a consistent consistency thing. Yeah. So the mm-hmm. more consistent you are, the more it's worth it. And it's just fun. But if if it's not something that you're going to do consistently, I would say that it would be better to look at other options, such as like printables or something that is not going to continue to impact other other things, such as car wear and tear and, and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, may- maybe um, really a bit, it's not boring, but it's uh, talking about taxes. <laughs> it's important. Did you set up a, a separate company? Do you do that one for each side hustle or do you have a, an umbrella company for all your side hustle? How does that work? I'm not sure how it is um, where you're at, but here you can either be a sole proprietor where it's just under your name, or you can set up a, a company, an LLC. Mm-hmm. Um, I have set up an LLC. I started off as a sole proprietor because it was just, you know, a little bit of side hustling here yeah. and there. Since then, I do have an LLC that kind of in, covers all side hustles, really. Um, so I'm not having to do anything different between side hustles to side hustle. It's all kind of covered, but I do track everything. Um, so that way I know what, what's bringing in the money, where, you know, the impact is, where the biggest cost is. And it helps me really just kind of look at it as a mm-hmm. whole to see what's valuable. Is there a threshold of, I mean, of uh, income where you need to uh, create a company or uh, because uh, I don't know in Europe, I think it depends a bit on the country, but there's like levels around, uh, I don't know, depending on the country, six, 6,000 euros, or maybe it's 5,000 euros, depending on where you live. And from that point, you need to declare or even lower sometimes. But if you make some side income before, uh, I mean, low amounts, let's say, you don't need to make a company. Is that the same in the, where you live in the U.S.? Yeah. You know, I actually don't know if there's a threshold. I just know mm-hmm. that there is a benefit to creating a company um, to umbrella some of your um, side hustles and products, mm-hmm. and it's more for protection for yourself, but uh, legally um, protection yeah. for yourself. Um, but I, I'm not as strong and knowledgeable in that area as I probably should be. I just knew that it was a better option for me to pursue an LLC. So I, I jumped into that. Yeah, no, no problems. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, yeah. very cool. Well, Liz, um, do you have any final tips for the listeners? Because I think we covered quite a lot. Do you have, because we, you said consistency, choose something you like. Do you have anything else that you say, look, if you're going to look for a side hustle, think of this? I would think about something that either, think about something that you can add value to your life or to the lives of others. You know, side hustling is mm-hmm. fun. The income's fun. But like we mentioned at the beginning, you know, the process is really cool and you can use your side hustle to create a lot of value and impact on other people's lives as well as your own. Mm-hmm. So as you're pursuing it, I would encourage you to, to think of the greater impact that you could have through this side hustle, whether it's, uh, you know, earning extra money to be more generous or um, bettering your family by reducing debt. I would just try to get a big picture with side hustles because sometimes it's easy to get caught up in the, the you know. 10,000 foot level when you really should go up to the 30,000 foot level and look at what you can do with this 
this side hustle. It can be bigger than than you can imagine. So. Yeah, I really like it. I really like this idea of the big picture because it's not only, I mean, depending on your situation, sometimes you may need to side hustle to get out of a difficult situation. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a decent situation like you and you, you, you're you learning new skills or you can make an impact, uh, no, really like it. Re- very good tip. And then actually, maybe a last one, how do you manage your time, Liz? Yeah. So my nine to five job is my priority right now. It is mm-hmm. uh, my main source of income. So um, I do my side hustles around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I set some time aside after each day to invest in side hustles, whether it's going to be the printables or it's going out and taking a break from the computers and driving for about a while. And I'm very fortunate to have a husband that jumps in alongside the side hustles and often we'll do them together. So I prioritize with, you know, my job first and then side hustle second. But, um, you know, if, if flex, it's flexible, it fluctuates quite a bit, uh, depending on the day mm-hmm. and the seasons and, um, summers we do more, but the days are longer and winters we, we do less, but, um, but we still have some momentum going. Yeah, no, that's good. And then you say a bit every day, maybe it's not every day in, uh, in the winter, but at least you, you, you keep a good momentum all year long, basically. You're consistent. Yeah, you're regular. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Okay. No, very cool. Well, Liz, um, I think this was a uh, yeah, this this was full of great tips. So thank you for this conversation. I really enjoyed it. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much. I appreciated you um bringing me on onto the podcast to share a little bit about it. Yes, very cool. But before I let you go, Liz, mm-hmm. as you may know, we always have our three quick fire questions. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. Perfect. Well, we didn't really talk about investments, but the number one question is always, what has been your best investment so far? Uh, My best investment has been in my relationships with people. So not financial, but with other people. Mm -hmm. Okay, very cool. And uh, no, that's, I've had some people say my husband or my wife. So, but you, it's people in general. Mm -hmm. Including (laughs) my husband. Including my husband. Of course, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. And then, I mean, you're newly wet, so yeah, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, so um, question number two, um, is there a book that you really enjoy or that you would like to recommend to the listeners? Yeah, one of my favorite books was 100 Habits. I'll send you a link to it. And it's an older book, but it talked about 100 different things you could do, mm-hmm. uh, habits you could build, and it was really impactful. Okay, it's very really cool. Impactful. Yeah, and I like books about habits. I mean, I... Uh, enjoyed atomic habits and the power of, of habits so i should enjoy that one as well mm-hmm. so very cool yeah send me the link and i'll uh, i'll put it as well in the show notes so the listeners can find it as well and then last but not least what is um, a purchase for below a hundred dollars that you can recommend to anyone um a purchase below a hundred dollars i guess mine would be right now my vacuum that it was just a good purchase like <laughs> like the vacuum cleaner for your house you mean it is, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Below $100, so that's quite a good one. I mean, it's quite cheap then. Uh... Yeah, it, it was on sale. I, I've i been really just more intentional with my budget, so I actually haven't been spending a lot outside of just the essentials. I've been, it's not a no-spend challenge, but you know, there's there's folks out there that will do a no-spend challenge and mm-hmm. they'll, they'll just not spend extra on extra. Yeah. And so I've been in that season where I just don't, I'm not outputting a lot of extra money. So aside from bills and really household things, there's not a lot of extra um, costs or expenses that I have to show right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, very cool. Well, Liz, um, 
I think it's, uh, sorry, I'll, I'll repeat. So yeah, Liz, uh, I know your website is currently being um, uh, yeah, upgraded or uh, refreshed, uh, but can where can the listeners find you anyway if they want to get in touch with you or be aware of uh, when the, the website is back on? Yeah, so if they go to my website now, they'll be able to find a sign-up form from my email address and that mm -hmm. will keep them updated both on when the website's fully up and functioning, as well as tips and uh, side hustles and resources. I am going to be putting out some budgeting resources. I, my focus is going to be more on the side hustles, but um, there's still going to be other resources that will be available for listeners to, to utilize. Okay, okay. So I'll, I'll put the link and then uh, we'll stay tuned. <laughs> yes, that sounds good. Thank you. Um, okay, perfect. So Liz, again, thank you very much. It was a pleasure to speak to you again, and uh, I'll speak to you soon. Likewise. Thank you so much, Jonathan. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you learned something from it. And if you found it useful, please make sure you share it with a friend, or you can also rate the show in your favorite podcast app. This will help the show to grow. So if you do so, thank you very much. And now let's go through the key takeaways for today. Number one, on-site hustling. There are plenty of different options and opportunities. It can be overwhelming, but just try one for some time and then change it if it does not work out. The most important is to just start. Think about what is it you need? Is it more flexibility, more money? And then make a choice based on that. The process can be fun as well. I mean, you learn skills, you build experience, you meet new people. And this is really something I have enjoyed myself. So, so yeah, really good tip. It's not only about the money. Number two, a few side hustle ideas. Well, do some research online and see what pops up. There may be even uh, local possibilities even. Something we haven't talked about on the show previously is that you can sell printables on Etsy. The, the great thing is that it's very scalable. You do the work once and you can sell your product, you know, a guide, a tracking sheet, multiple times over. And you can even sell one page of PDF. So that's excellent for your time. Another thing is that, yeah, you can try to do boring stuff that others do not like to do and you can get paid for it. Huh? So it can be uh, mowing the lawn, cleaning the house, etc. Number three, consistency is crucial for side hustling, as it is for many other things, actually. And then number four, which is kind of the key idea of this episode, when thinking about side hustles, think about something that can add value to your life or the life of others. There are ways to make an impact through side hustling. And then, um, as Liz said, don't stop at a 10,000 foot level, get to the 30,000 foot level. Side hustling can be bigger than you can imagine. So that was it for today. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcast. And of course, please do not hesitate to contact me. If you have any questions or feedback, send me an email, john at johnnytalks.com or connect through social media at johnnytalks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And amigos, once more, thanks so much for listening and I'll speak to you next time.